When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. There's no sugarcoating it. Thursday's loss to UCF is a tough one to swallow for a number of reasons. In terms of the in-game context, first, Michigan surged out of halftime. The Wolverines put together a 9-1 run to balloon what was a four-point lead at the break to a game-high 12. Then, UCF seemingly couldn't miss. The Knights went on a 19-2 run at one point. They shot 72% in the second half, and they ultimately outscored the Maize and Blue 53-27 to 27 over the game's final 17-ish minutes. The record-slash-resume-slash-NCAA tournament context is tough, too. This was a quad-one opportunity in the Wolverines' final non-conference game of the season, and Michigan missed out on a few such chances earlier in the year. The home loss to Seton Hall really stings now. Throwing the losses in Vegas to Arizona, a really good team, and at North Carolina, another really good team. Hey, Michigan surely played a challenging non-conference schedule, but the rewards, at least in terms of wins for that resume against tough competition, just didn't get there. There is some good news. Michigan plays in one of the nation's toughest conferences. Quad one opportunities litter the remainder of the schedule. And some of the issues that plague the Wolverines early on have been shored up, or at least are trending in the right direction. Devontae Jones, I thought, had his best game as a Wolverine on Thursday night. Michigan's turnovers have been going down, including just nine against a UCF team that came in averaging about 16 forced a game. We even saw the Wolverines hit some tough shots. They were 41% on three at 11 of 27. But other issues popped up, and the margin for error on the season as a whole went down. 
Michigan, a year ago, took care of all five non-conference games, though in fairness, none were as challenging as a handful of the early season challenges this season. And then two years ago, the Wolverines' non-conference effort propped up a resume that likely would have yielded a high single-digit seed in a 2020 dance that never happened. The journey back to the NCAA tournament is still very much a possibility for Michigan men's basketball, but the route of that journey will have to look much different from previous seasons, and the performances will have to look much different from recent games in quad one opportunities. Let's break down Thursday's loss with the national champ Terry Mills, the head coach Juwan Howard, on this post-game edition of Defend the Block. We're talking Michigan basketball. Welcome to Defend the Block, where we'll take you inside the basketball programs with interviews, analysis, and so much more. Now, here's your host, Brian Bush. It's just tough because Michigan was right there. They were up by 12. They had really done good work early on in the second half. But, you know, there are certain situations where you just have to tip your cap. And and the two-man wrecking crew for UCF, Darren Green Jr. and Brandon Mahan, they deserve to have the caps tipped in their direction. Green dropped a game-high 27, while Mahan was just one point behind him the rest of the night's combined for just 30 total points. Mahan and Green combined to shoot 18 of 23 from the floor. They were 12 of 16 from deep. The rest of the Knights, 11 of 33 from the floor, 0 of 4 from the long line. And every time Michigan looked to have a chance to distance itself from UCF early on, Green hit a big shot. Then in the second half, after that early 9-1 Wolverine surge, it was Mahan who sparked the Knights to dig them out of that hole. And you look at down the stretch, I mean, Michigan did good work to hang in there for a while in that game. It was really a back-and-forth seesaw type of a game for a while. Uh, but late, shots didn't fall. Michigan made some mistakes. Uh, and it really was a UCF flurry in front of a, a raucous, really engaged crowd. I mean, the Knights are not considered to be a basketball school. Uh, getting the gauge in Orlando. I mean, this is a football first type of a program, and really baseball is second down here. Uh, but Johnny Dawkins is building something really special. And, you know, Michigan, unfortunately, was on the other side of what could be a real landmark win for a program that got to the NCAA tournament in 2019. Uh, and they have real designs and, and real expectations to get back here in 2022. Uh, those are some of my post-game thoughts. Let's now hear from the national champ, Terry Mills, as he broke down this tough loss for the Wolverines with our network host, Rob Joyce. Terry, what's your takeaway from this game? I mean, uh, Michigan, I thought, played pretty well for the first 25 minutes, and then things really took a turn. Yeah, they did. Uh, Rob, you know what? This this was a game of runs, and let's give UCF credit. I mean, they uh, shot lights out in the second half. I thought a lot of those were, were contested, and uh, – you know, I, you just got to give them credit. I mean, they shot lights out in the second half. I thought Michigan competed, you know, kind of stayed at it. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a game of runs, and it, 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 was a, it was a turn. And it's definitely something Michigan can learn from. I mean, 8 of 8 from three-point range in the second half. UCF got 72% after halftime. I don't know the last time I can recall two guys taking over like Brandon Mahan and, and Darren Green did tonight. I mean, I, they were spectacular. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm still shaking my head to find out when the last time I've seen anything like that. Just two guys just shoot the ball the way that those two guys did. 
in the second half. I mean, it was, it was kind of a, a lights-out shooting show, and you kind of felt like anytime those guys got day, daylight and was wondering how they got daylight, and sometimes they were just standing out around the logo and just decided they were going to shoot the basketball, and uh, tell you what, they were, they were knocking them down. One bright spot, I thought, for Michigan, Devontae Jones, I think, continues to get more comfortable. I mean, I don't think it's a secret he didn't get off to a great start to the year, but really the last two games, it seems like he started to find it a little bit. Yeah, he's definitely coming into his own, and uh, I'm glad that young, young guy decided to hang in there and didn't get down on himself because, I mean, there was a lot of talks that, you know, just around, you know, non, I guess non-athletic people, I would call them, just saying that he shouldn't be starting, he's not the guy for us or whatever it is. I think Devontae Jones is doing an excellent job, and uh, he's getting better and better as the season goes on. So non-conference, 7-5 and five for Michigan, certainly not what we expected, but now no time to, uh, to put your heads down. Big Ten play exclusively from here on out. It starts Tuesday at Rutgers, so Michigan, have to put this one behind you and, and look forward yeah, you got to put this one behind you. I mean, this is a big week coming up. And like you say, it starts at Rutgers, and I don't want to look ahead. But, you know, if you can get through this week and get some wins, it, it can really turn this season around. Right. Rutgers, Michigan State, Purdue, you win a couple of those, and suddenly the uh, the fortunes of your season look a lot better. Terry, happy new year to you. Enjoy the football game tomorrow. We'll talk to you Tuesday well, in Seattle. Thanks a lot, Rob. Let's transition to the head coach. Here's Juwan Howard's thoughts after the Wolverines' 14-point loss at the hands of Central Florida. Brandon Mahan for 26. Darren Green goes for 27. Was it just a matter of them getting hot and they, they couldn't miss? How challenging is it when you have two guys like that who go off? Well, it wasn't just those two guys that, you know, you look at the score and say, you know, the box score, they scored those points that you just mentioned. Uh, it was other things, too, you know, that besides those shots, you know, the mistakes that led to some of those shots that they made. And unfortunately, uh, we just had some defensive breakdowns that we, of course, cannot allow that, you know, we just got to fix. Offensively, you guys were able to keep pace for a while down the stretch. Shots just didn't fall. Was it just the not finding the basket, or did UCF do something down the stretch defensively? Well, um, I, I would say this. Uh, we got some really good looks, and with those looks, uh, you know, we're going get, to get them again. Um, but there were some opportunities down the stretch where we also made some shots. Uh, but it still gets back on the defensive end. So um, we got to do a better job of uh, not allowing our opponent to score 51% from the field and also shoot 60% from three. Devontae Jones did keep this team in the game, hit some big shots. What did you see from him out there tonight? All right. He was ready to compete. And uh, it was great just to see that you know the comfort level that he has uh, starting to gain uh, and also the trust that you know, what he does, we trust that you know, he's going to make the right decision with the basketball, whether it's making a shot for himself or uh, making a play for someone else. Lastly, what can this team learn from this game and from a really challenging non-conference uh, season as a whole? We're going to keep learning. We're going to keep growing. But, you know, you can learn from wins and losses. And every moment, just like tonight, was a teachable moment. And we gonna, I trust we will get better. Coach, thank you. Thank you. We wrap things up with the highlights. This was a really good game for the first 30 minutes or so, but the Wolverines just could not keep pace late. And UCF, they shot 72% in the second half. They did not miss a three after halftime, eight of eight. Here's Rob breaking it all down. Time for the highlights of this one. Michigan taking on UCF on the return trip of a home-and-home that started last year up in Ann Arbor as it closes out both calendar year 2021. 
and the non-conference portion of the schedule. Frantic start to this one early on. Up and down, very few whistles. Both teams making shots, including a hot start from Eli Brooks. Michigan's lead is two. Wolverines have made their last three from the floor. Brooks left wing a three. Bang! Michigan's bench erupts. Wolverines up a game high five. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Eli had a little bit to say to UCF's bench. The professor scored five of the team's first seven, eight of the first 16 Wolverine points. But UCF had an answer for every bucket early on. Five lead changes and a tie before the first media timeout, which didn't come until seven minutes into the first half. And the Michigan offense was firing on all cylinders. Midway through the half, only a 19-17 lead, but the Wolverines were up over 50% for most of the half, led 23-17 at the under-8 timeout. Then both offenses went ice cold. UCF nearly four minutes without scoring. That overlapped a Michigan drought of nearly the same length. In fact, from the 10-minute mark of the half until the five-minute mark, there were three combined makes, just three. A couple for Michigan, one for UCF. The pace picked back up, so we crossed the five-minute mark. More seesaw action. UCF within two points. Michigan extended back to five. Knights get a pair. Wolverines do the same. Michigan led for the entirety of the final 14 minutes of the first half. But for the vast majority of that, it was never by more than six until the very late stages of the first half. Got his man to draw. Adam Hill step to the left. Shoot a three. No good. Rebound. No tip to Brooks for Michigan. He'll feed it in Dickinson. Backing down against Johnson. He does not get a double team. Takes him inside. He spins. He dunks. Oh, he took advantage of the one-foot advantage he had on Johnson and stuffs Michigan to a seven-point lead. Dickinson would repeat it on the next possession, but each time UCF responded, in particular, Darren Green, 16 first-half points, mostly the reason that it was 35-31 Michigan at the half and not a larger lead for the Maize and Blue. So a four-point edge, and the Wolverines out of the locker room, a quick start out of the second half. The first five points went the way of the block amp to push the lead to a game-high nine, 40-31 to 31, a few minutes into half number two. UCF got on the board with a free throw, but then the Wolverines cranked up the heat. Tonight's Call of the Game brought to you by the experts at University of Michigan Health. Jones, spin a pass over to Dickinson, head of the key. He'll hand to a curling Brooks. He'll take it inside. Euro step lead mm -hmm. for Dickinson, a two-hand stuff. What a find from Eli, and then a steal on the inbound by Devontae Jones. Michigan up by 10, and they get the ball back as Devontae Jones, a brilliant play. Yeah, and that's Michigan at their best. You know, you talk about running that read and react defense. Jones misses, but Brooks with a tap in low on the left. Michigan yeah. by a dozen, a four-point trip. Tonight's Call of the Game brought to you by University of Michigan Health. There's a difference between an answer and a Michigan answer. To learn about, about Michigan's best hospital, visit michigananswers.com. That forced Johnny Dawkins into a timeout. That made it a 44-32 Michigan lead and seemingly the blink of an eye a 9-1 run out of halftime check that it made it a 49-37 Michigan game four minutes into the second half and that timeout though would settle UCF and change the entire complexion of the final 16 minutes after going to green predominantly in the first half Brandon Mahan got UCF going in half number two he had the first nine night points out of the locker room he would fuel a 9-0 spurt that essentially erased that Michigan run 14 minutes left. Timeout, Jawan Howard. It's 49-46 Michigan. But the run from the Knights, not over yet. Remember that last highlight? Michigan, a bucket, a steal, a bucket. UCF answered right back. Looking, looking. Finds Brooks. Left wing up. They got his man up. Shot of three. It's blocked by Walker. Deflects to Green. Up ahead for the showtime. Two-hand up. One-point Michigan lead. And then off the inbound, it's tipped by Green. Underhand lead. Walker, he dunks it. And the Knights have taken the lead at 50-49. to 
That gave UCF its first lead since it was 2-0. Mayhan and Green just couldn't be stopped. They fueled an 18-2 run over nearly five minutes. It went from a 12-point Michigan lead to a 55-51 Michigan deficit with 11 minutes to play. Wolverines would finally find its footing offensively, but there was no answer for the Knights. Made eight consecutive shots in the middle stages of the half. Michigan didn't cower away. They fought back Devontae Jones, a big night, a couple of monster threes, followed by Eli Brooks matching him. Drifts his way left wing around a Dickinson screen. Now to the right side, still dribbling with the right hand. Finds Brooks, mm -hmm. left point open for three. Bang! Back to a two-point game. 7-22 left in Orlando. Game on. Michigan not done yet, but they still needed another big shot. They had a few chances to tie, but UCF got the stops when it needed to. Five minutes left at 67-62 UCF, and eventually it was just too much Darren Green. Right wing Green, a three again, and he got it. 72-63 UCF. 3.25 left. Michigan had a final push in it. The two teams would trade threes, a couple for the Wolverines, one for UCF. Two minutes left, it's 75-69, but that's as close as Michigan would get. Mahan makes a jumper. Again, the Knights would steal the inbound and get a layup, and that's pretty much all she wrote, closing the game on a 6-0 spurt to extend the final margin to 14, UCF 85 Michigan 71. That'll do it for this post-game edition of Defend the Block. Miss bringing these to you during that 12-day break, but uh, I wish I had better news to deliver on the basketball front. On the football front, if you missed any of our lead-up to the Orange Bowl, now's the time to listen. The pre-game Georgia preview is must-listen. Two great radio network scene setters, John's keys to the game, and his locker room speech it's a doozy. You got to check it out. Uh, get locked in before the Orange Bowl coming up on Friday night, 7.30, the kickoff in Miami. That's it for me, Brian Bush. Thanks to Terry Mills, Juwan Howard, and Rob Joyce. Again, Wolverines fall to Central Florida, 85-71. to Thanks, as always, for listening. Enjoy the football game on Friday, and go Blue. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Defend the Block, part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network. M Go Blue Podcasts. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.